Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Uchilaya Chabuk about finding the courage needed to create a life that aligns with our values. Ushulai Chabuk, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to meet with you and have this opportunity for a conversation. We're going to be focusing on a really important topic. That is finding the courage within ourselves to create a life that aligns with our values. And that may sound obvious. That may sound even simple. um, But let me tell you, that's a really hard thing to do. And it really does take courage. Um, to get that alignment, to set up the boundaries, to make the connections and, and, uh, and really devote yourself to those meaningful connections in your life in order to find fulfillment and, and uh, having happiness and joy in your life that aligns with your core values and how you prioritize it. As we get started, I wanted to share Ushulai's bio with everybody. Ushulai Chabuk is multi-talented and multi-skilled with a diverse education and working background and has always been aware of her passion for inspiring change in people. Starting out informally coaching team members, colleagues, and friends, Ushalai decided to invest in a full-time coaching career to be able to provide her clients with the support they need. In 2016, after finishing her studies of the art of science and coaching, she founded Ushalai Chabuk Leadership Coaching. Ushalai's executive coaching business is preceded by 15 years of high-level managerial positions at Standard & Poor's Index and Standard & Poor's Rating Services, dealing with international companies and over 100 stock markets. Her Wall Street experiences puts her in a unique position to understand challenges and identify opportunities for business leaders of today. Prior to her finance career, Ushalai worked as a registered nurse in the intensive coronary unit in the American Hospital in Istanbul, Turkey, where her quick response and critical thinking skills were invaluable. In her free time, she volunteers for art projects, children and education causes, travels, reads, bikes, and loves creating art in her pottery studio. What a tremendous background, a diverse background. I love hearing about uh, individuals from around the world and all the, the unique perspectives they bring to the table. And you are uh, certainly a gem. So thank you for joining me today. Before we launch into the conversation, uh, anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of background or personal context? Thank you so much, Jonathan. This was excellent. Uh, I am just excited for the conversation here. Uh, you, you did a great job. I wouldn't do any better than you did. Thank you. Well, great. And are you still located in Istanbul? No, I am in New York. New York. Wonderful. I am in New York. I have been in New York for about now 30 years. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Istanbul after COVID hit us. Um, I spent five months in Istanbul. Um, I kind of like look into situation as an opportunity to be with my family in Istanbul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, that, that's wonderful. And that's a, a place that I definitely want to visit. I've never been. Hopefully one day, yes. Someday, someday. Well, wonderful. As we get started, um, let's talk a little bit about courage. You talked a lot about courage, the courage needed to create a life that aligns with our values. Why do you think it takes courage to do that? Shouldn't that be something that just kind of naturally happens? You know, as, as we live our lives, we find out what we enjoy, what we're good at. We, we have our values, we have our priorities, and then we just kind of live according to those. Why isn't that the way it works? Very good question. Um, it works when we're aligned with our values, then nothing needs to be happened in terms of um, an action that will take courage. Courage will be needed only when we're not aligned with our values. And how would that be? For instance, if you're a person values happiness at work that you don't see just as a work, but you want to really uh, enjoy your work. And if that's not there, that means you're not happy. And here's where courage comes in. What do you do about that? Because it's not easy to switch. It takes courage, not only switching from uh, one sector to another, but from company to company also. So uh, courage comes in when we're not aligned with our values. Yeah, and I think, again, maybe it seems like it shouldn't be that way. You know, part of me thinks, the naive part of me, thinks that, you know, of course, everyone just needs to go out and live their best life and don't worry about external pressures and expectations put on you by others. And whatever you feel is important, chase that, do that, what, you know, chase your passion, do what you enjoy. Yet, you know, that is a a rather naive kind of, uh, and it's probably a a rather privileged kind of a mentality. Uh, and, And so many people find themselves in really difficult situations where they don't, where they feel trapped, where they don't feel like they have the option, right, to to really chase down their dreams or to make a, a huge career shift because they wake up one day and they realize they hate what they're doing every day. Um, it's it's one thing to sit back and say, "Oh, I just need to to be brave and and take a leap of faith and and uh, take the risk and and things will work out." It's wonderful for me to be able to say that. It sounds inspiring and and everything. But in the reality, the lived experience of individuals where they're trying to make pay a mortgage and keep food on the table and, you know, send their kids to college, you know, it's, it's intense pressure. Um, and so when I think of why it really takes courage, I mean, those are all the reasons that come to my mind. Uh, it, it really can be difficult to upend your identity. Uh, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our career and in how we see ourselves at work. And if you if you're 20 years into a career and then all of a sudden you decide I really don't like this, well, what do you do? You switch companies, you switch industries, you switch completely switch careers. You have to reinvent yourself. That is scary stuff, right? And it's it, it it's disruptive at the core of who you are as a person and your your own identity. Um, so when I take a step back and I think about it from that point of view, you know, I can start to to realize why it can be so hard for people whether it's systemic kind of societal pressures, whether it's family pressures, uh, personal identity issues, 
whatever, it's, it's hard to really align your day-to-day, -day, your personal life, your work life with the way we want to live our life uh, according to our values. Absolutely. I, I hear you say some people think that I'm stuck here. There is no choice. Um, and this is what I always tell my clients, actually. There is always a choice. Even not doing anything is a choice, right? So if, um, if we're not happy and, and you're talking about the pressures from society, identity, another question is, who are we if we take out all the titles listed next to our names? Who are we really? Is it the, uh, those, I have ACC, the nursing, the finance, you have PhD. Who are we if we take those away? So those are core ourselves, basically. And um, honoring that, really honoring that. Now, um, when, when I, for instance, left nursing, um, you can imagine so many people, actually no one agreed with me. And they said, wow, what a mistake. 10 years, I, I invested 10 years in nursing. Leaving that and going into something totally different, it's a waste. I never looked at it as a waste. And knowledge cannot be a waste. That knowledge I gained there is now helping me to be a better coach, literally. So um, I, I, I totally uh, hear what you're saying. And many people think that way, that um, this is what I've done. This is what I've invested in. This is who I am right now. And if I leave these, then what happens to me? And that's where courage is needed because also the unknown, right? What happens when I leave this? Um, unknown is a scary thing, but really what are we so sure of anything anyway, unless we try it? Yeah, it, it really is. Certainty is a facade. We as human beings, we like certainty. We try to pretend like we live in a predictable life and, you know, we don't like change. We don't like to disrupt our comfort level, but it's a facade because the world is constantly changing around us. And sometimes we can maintain the status quo in our personal lives or in our work lives. Um, but most of the time things continually shift around us and we either can lean into the change and embrace it and continue to learn and develop, or we can be resistant uh, stuck in our old ways and, and failing to, you know, continue to learn and grow. And that only hurts us. Um, so again, this idea of, of, of certainty and seeking out certainty, I, I understand the human need for it. I understand the psychology behind it. Um, but once we can start to set that aside a little bit, uh, it makes the, you know, the quote unquote risk of making changes that can align better align our life our choices our our careers with our personal values and priorities it makes that risk um, much diminished right because now we realize you know we're not happy we're not finding fulfillment and joy uh, we're not uh, connecting to our passions we're just kind of uh, sleepwalking through life um, mm -hmm. is there a risk if we make a change and it doesn't quite work out yeah but there's also a risk 
that we will become obsolete in our current job because we're not continually learning and progressing, you know? And, and we're kind of fooling ourselves if we try to pretend like that risk doesn't exist. Totally. Now, um, realizing that uh, you mentioned, for instance, change is constantly happening. And in organizations, constant change happening. And when people resist to it, they are being sidelined. They, they, they're not growing anymore. And it's always to think, um, what am I missing? Because I am afraid of the uncertainty, right? And um, just uh, being in that situation that is not fulfilling how kind we are to ourselves. And only way we can be kind to others. Now we're talking about um, human to human, we're talking about leaders uh, leading people or leaders everywhere because everyone is a leader. Uh, you could be a leader at a, a 500, Fortune 500 company. You could be a leader at your small community or leader to your family. And when you're not kind to yourself, how can you, how can you be kind to the others around you? Because you're miserable when you're not kind to yourself. excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. So courage is needed. Um, another way that I think courage is needed, not just in terms of alignment with our values, but courage to seek out meaningful connections and relationships with others around us personally, within our professional life. Uh, you know, I, I have, I, I don't think many people are purely introverted, purely extroverted. It's a continuum and we, we tend to fall somewhere on the continuum in different aspects of our lives. So generally speaking, if I had to choose one or the other, I would say I'm more of an introvert but I certainly can act more extroverted and it depends on the context, right? It depends on who I'm around and, and with. Um, but, you know, again, generally speaking, I, I would say I'm an introvert. And so making new connections isn't something that just comes naturally to me. I don't walk into a room and then walk out with 10 friends uh, who I feel like I've been lifelong buddies with, you know, for, for decades. Um, I have to be more, more intentional about it. I have to 
put a lot of energy behind it. And it does, it is depleting to me, you know, to put that energy behind it. Whereas some people, you know, they just, they're energized by that. Um, and so I think about the courage needed to go out and get out of your comfort zone to make and sustain those meaningful connections. Uh, because certainly if left to my own devices and just wanting to stick to my comfort zone, I'm not going to get out there and try to connect. I'm not going to network with people professionally. I'm not going to try to expand, expand my friend group um, personally. And what kind of, what kind of an impact does that have on us when we don't have those types of meaningful connections? I love that question. You know, I speak about how to create meaningful connections and you're absolutely right. We're, we're, we're never one in uh, introvert or extrovert. And it takes a lot of energy when we go into a room to meet with people. Uh, creating meaningful connections, I think first of all, um, I like to connect with you only if I am genuinely interested in you. Only then it will feel comfortable. I'm not saying uh, it won't feel comfortable, uh, it, it will not feel uncomfortable at the beginning because I am the same. It, it just feels uncomfortable at the beginning to meet with someone that you don't know. Um, but if you're interested in the person and you don't know before you meet the person, so that first step is, of course, really important. That takes courage. And then continuing the conversation, being interested in the person because. When we're interested in the person, then we're taking away the uh, uh, attention from us that makes us like all um, nervous and shy. But if we're putting our attention to the other person, then, you know, people love talking about themselves and we're asking questions, hearing what the person is interested in hearing what are the challenges this person is having, what, hearing what, what, what fun this person has, uh, and then um, continuing the conversation. And it's never one time, right? We can meet one time, and that means absolutely nothing. It doesn't matter how um, inspiring that conversation, how fun that conversation was. It just doesn't matter. We had one conversation and it's over. The courage comes in when we need to continue that. We might ask for another connection and they might never come back to us. So we're um, putting ourselves into a vulnerable situation. But if we don't do that, if we don't um, feel the courage, go for it, knowing that they may not accept it, that's the, that's the key here. That's where the courage comes in and helps us to create meaningful connections because um, someone will say yes to us and that someone will be a really, really meaningful connection, uh, be a meaningful connection to us. Yeah, and it... it timing matters and sometimes it just has nothing to do with anything other than it's not good timing right so we have to it's something i have to remind myself of often if i'm making myself vulnerable if i'm putting myself out there trying to reach out to somebody trying to make a connection trying to establish or maintain a, a relationship that if if they 
aren't interested or they kind of reject, reject my, um, my offering, so to speak, it doesn't necessarily mean anything about me, right? It doesn't mean they don't like me even. It, 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 it may be nothing more than they're feeling overwhelmed. They don't have the bandwidth for another person. <laughs> um, they maybe, you know, they just have other stuff going on that they, they can't focus on whatever you're trying to offer them or how you're trying to help them. And so I have to remind myself of that often. I, I could just can't take it personally. I put myself out there, be vulnerable. Sometimes it'll work out, sometimes it won't. Um, and, but if I'm, if I continually, um, kind of get myself into that headspace of just trying to make meaningful connections with those around me and everything that goes along with that, listening intently, um, being generous with praise and, um, and, uh, thanks, uh, never suppressing a kind thought, being service oriented, you know, all those types of things, it becomes part of who you are and you just do it. And then if people reciprocate or not, it doesn't really matter because you're, you're finding fulfillment through the actions and the behaviors that you're doing, regardless of how people respond to you. Regardless, that's the key word here, right? So it is um, not taking it personally. I reached out to you. Um, I reached out to uh, someone else it, as a friend or as a coworker, and the person didn't come back to me. That has nothing to do with me, just like you said. Now, the compassion here is needed, the kindness. Instead of thinking, oh, approach this person and they never come back to me, maybe ask another question later on to find out what is going on. So the compassion comes into play here because we don't know what is going on with those people. So um, when we don't take it personally, now it's easier to do it again because we're focusing on what is in our control. I have the control of reaching out. That's in my control. The rest is not. And if I am focused on what's control rather than what's not, then it, as a whole, it also creates happiness in me. I don't know if I explained it right. Yep, absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think with all of this, it comes back to when we think about leadership in organizations, most people listening to this podcast are trying to figure out how can they lead their people better? How can they make an impact? And it, it does start with us, right? We have to align our actions with our values. We have to find our passion. We need to find our purpose. We need to live authentically and then model that for our people because that, that gives them the permission to also live authentically, to be their whole self, to bring that to the workplace and ultimately to, um, to, to have better connection with their own personal values. That's what we want. And so as a leader, I need to be supportive of my people. I need to model that kind of behavior, um, that kind of a mindset for my people. And then ultimately, uh, they're going to be able to learn and grow just like I hope that I'm learning and growing. And then we create a dynamic uh, team environment, a workplace environment of perpetual, sustainable growth, development, and connection to our, our whole authentic selves and our passions. Yeah. 
sustainable growth. As leaders, our job is to create other leaders. Simple as that. And as you said, uh, being a role model. Um, if we make this environment safe, I mean, this is, this is maybe cliche, but that is true. If we make it safe, if we are the role model, we don't even need to say anything, just like, um, you know, kids to parents thing. We don't have to preach, but just do it, be a role model so everyone else can do it and um, everyone else feel um, courageous and vulnerable and, yeah. and authentic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, wonderful. Well, it has been a real pleasure talking with you. The time has flown by. I want to be respectful of your time, but we've only just scratched the surface. I would love to have you back on the podcast anytime so we could continue the conversation. But before we close today, I did want to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your work, your coaching, and then uh, give us the last word on the topic. So um, the, uh, the last word I'm going to say um, whatever is your intention, pay attention to your intention and then look into it, how ecological that is for the people around you, for the world in general. Surround yourself with people who support you and yeah, meaningful connections and never quit, never quit. Whatever you decided, go for it. That's my uh, last words. And um, I can be reached that uh, I'm, I'm same everywhere. My website is ushlaichabuk.com. My LinkedIn is ushlaichabuk. Instagram is ushlaichabuk. I'm really easy to, to be found um, on, on social media. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It has been a real pleasure. Again, you're welcome back anytime. I encourage mm -hmm. listeners to reach out, to get connected, to find out more about what Ushala can do for you and help you in your organization. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.